Hello. Hello. Hello to you wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Rebecca Cross Stepping Into Greatness podcast, episode three. This is a platform for you amazing kick-ass women out there who are thinking about how to start that journey success. Or you may already be. This is where you can listen to some of the most inspirational women around the world who are on that journey of making their dreams a reality and continue to do so at every level. We talk about mindset in adversity, entrepreneurial success as a woman and for some as a mum. But most of all, we talk about how anything is possible. I am Rebecca Cross and I'm a business mentor, motivational coach, property investor and all-round kick-ass entrepreneur. And today I am interviewing Colette Machado. I think I said that right. <laughs> Former BBC journalist turned PR consultant who works with small businesses to help get media coverage for their business and craft compelling content, whether that be for websites, blog posts, newsletters, even social media posts. Colette, welcome. Oh, thank you very much. Hi. Hello. We were having a little giggle before we went live. <laughs> we were. So, and um, so I am so, so grateful to have you on the, the podcast. So. Oh. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, no, thank you. So to tell us a little bit, to start, you know, to understand where people, understand where you come from, what you do. Um, You've had, you know, an amazing career so far. Tell us about, you know, your journey so far, you know, to get to where you are now and what you do. Okay, right. So where should I start? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, um, I mean, what I'll do, I'll actually sort of start a little bit from when I first decided I wanted to become a journalist. I think that's quite significant. And I think there's some sort of information in there that I think will be kind of quite helpful for people, you know, for your your listeners. Yeah, Um, brilliant. Yeah. So, I mean, up until the age of 15, I wanted to be a teacher. And then um, it was a family holiday in the Caribbean at the age of 15 that I then decided, I then sort of almost, almost like overnight sort of switched. And that was because I had the opportunity to write for the school magazine. And I wrote um, just a nice article about, you know, about my kind of account of my holiday and how it was and so on. And then from that minute on, something just kind of overcame me. And I decided I wanted to become a journalist. And um, I remember saying to myself, oh, I love writing. I really loved writing the article. Mm. So I knew that I loved writing. And I actually just at that point, you know, that was only 15 years old. I said, oh, I like speaking to people. And somehow I matched <laughs> up the two things together. <laughs> always helps when you can speak to people I like it. yeah exactly <laughs> and I thought okay great I want to become a journalist so from that point on um what I what was quite interesting and I didn't realize this at the time but I was pretty much kind of immersing myself in the whole world of finding out what it was to become a journalist I found that I was kind of like any articles that I read about journalism if I read a magazine and it talked about the day in the life of a journalist or you know a careers book in journalism so I pretty much kept a folder a kind of cardboard type folder and it, it had it was filled with tons and tons of articles so by the time I sort of went through university and was then kind of going, going to go on to um journalism college I kind of really like was able to kind of go into my folder and look and kind of almost like swat up for my interview for the for the course and just like a number of things and when I was doing work experience I was able to kind of read like articles that I prepared um so yeah it was a case of that I kind of really planned you know my sort of journey to being a journalist yeah I you know totally like recommend like to young people that I speak to today you know I sort of you know just tell them a little bit about what I did and I, and I make sure tell them that that I think I'm pretty sure it's one of the things that helped me sort of really stay on that path to become a journalist 
so um yeah I went through college and university and so on and then I landed my first job as a journalist um in my early 20s and um so just not too long after university and I really kind of um for a year I was a reporter and very quickly so that one year later I became the editor of the newspaper wow yeah. <laughs> so I was about 20 yeah 24 and I remember sort of said to my boss why do you think I could be the editor? I've only been in journalism for one year. And he said to me, you've covered for, you know, the, the, the editor at the time when she was on holiday. So we just think you can do it. And so, yeah, I did it for another four or five years. Um, it was great. I had lots of perks. I really loved the job. Um, you know, went to the Caribbean twice on the company, lots of books, theatre, tickets, everything. And, that is brilliant. <laughs> yeah. And then it became time to look for something new. And then I happened to join the BBC. I applied and... I got one of the jobs in the BBC um, London department and I was I stayed there for 10 years. So I worked as a news uh, online news journalist for 10 years. Um, that was a great job too. And then in 2011, I decided that it was time to, it was, I mean, voluntary redundancies came up and I decided to kind of go for it. And that's when I left employment and went into what I do now, which is PR. So yeah, I now help small businesses, primarily female entrepreneurs to get media coverage and to position themselves as a go-to expert in their field through media coverage as well as through their content. So Colette, tell me, um, mm. there's a few things that I, I picked up on there, especially when you're talking about, you know, from even as a young age, when you're reading the articles and everything, you obviously had a lot of passion in what you do. Because I know when I talk to clients, you know, you need to be clear on what you're going for. But if you're excited and you've got the passion about what you do, it really helps you your drive would you agree with that to, for, for you to get to where you were at such an early age as an editor? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I and mean, I think, you know, I, I loved what journalism was about. I mean, when I found my, found out what it was all about and what the role of a journalist was and the fact that there was different types of journal, journalists, you know, you can, you know, journalism, it's huge. Yeah. Of course, you know, you see the TV, pro, t- t- see news and you see, you hear about the radio journalists, but, you know, there's fashion journalism, there's uh, beauty journalism, you know, all kinds of journalism. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think for me, the crux of it was writing and, you know, obviously as a journalist, you don't have to write, but I, I was more of a, a journalist who always wrote rather than went on TV or on yeah. radio. So I loved writing. So the mix of writing and talking to people and interviewing people was just something that I was really passionate about. And I remember my, my you know, late grandfather always said, you know, he said, oh, you know, Colette, she likes to nosy in people's business <laughs> when <laughs> I was younger. So um, yeah, I kind of really, yeah, just really like, I was very passionate about it. And yeah, and I think it's a great career and a career that I, you know, always encourage young people. I um, teach young, I, I used to, uh, for 10 years, I um, taught journalism skills to young people aged 14 to 25 in the summer. Oh, brilliant. I, yeah, I ran a journalism course. And then in my 10th year, I was given an award. I, I was tutor of the year. So that was kind of, you know, a real um, real achievement. So, yeah, I mean, I really, yeah, I think I, I think journalism is a, is a great career and I'm, you know, very passionate about it. And I've now do something similar, but not exactly the same as journalism. So you're, you're a mum as well, aren't you? I am indeed, yes. How many how many little monkeys have you got or big yeah. monkeys? <laughs> yeah, I've got two I've got two boys aged um aged uh what the ages now. <laughs> Eight and twelve. <laughs> That's what parenthood does to you. You forget how many you've got and how old they are. I, I can relate. I can relate. Exactly. Eight and twelve, yeah. Two lovely boys. They're both football loving boys and my older ones very much going to basketball now. So yeah, they keep me very, very busy. So 
but yeah, you know, I'm like, I'm able to be there for them and pick up the younger one from school. And so, yeah, what I do now is I, I now, you know, work in the daytime, mainly from home and obviously meetings in central London and wherever. Yeah. And I'm able to be there for the kids as well. So, yeah. So with being a mum, because there's mums out there as well, and for you obviously to be made redundant, and I know lots of people go through that, it's quite, it can be, depending on the circumstances, quite a roller coaster in itself. Mm. How did you change your mindset to then, and I want to talk a bit more, I really want to talk a lot about what you're actually doing now, because I think it will benefit yeah. a lot of people in the audience. But for you to be a working mum, for you to then come out of a employment with actually with someone like the BBC you know it, it's a mm. big you know you get all the perks with pension and everything else how mm. did you change that mindset to be able to go right well I'm going through it I know mm. the opportunity has been put there I've, you know I'm being made redundant anyway to mm. work for yourself work around being a working mom and to and to get to build the business that is so successful now to continue on that journey how how did you go to that transition okay so um as we as we all know, a lot of what we do is about mindset. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And, um, yeah, and I think the uh, for me, um, so there's a difference between whether you are um, being made redundant or whether you opt for, for redundancy. Of course. So in sure. my case, I actually opted for redundancy. Um, so I was, I, so I guess we call it, I was, you know, being made voluntarily redundant. So, um, you know, what happened is it was after my second child was born and I went back after my one year maternity leave with him and um, I went back and I was, I think it was, it was Jan- January 2011 and, you know, was, I was sitting there three weeks back at work and I heard that there was, you know, redundancies coming up in the department mm. and I remember sitting there thinking, this is my time. <laughs> this is it yeah, this is I the just, sign someone's yeah to <laughs> exactly so what I have I've just taken back a little bit so a couple of years before then because with, with my job especially my job before as an editor I was always around business I wouldn't say that I was in business necessarily although I started sure. doing what I do now PR really when I she was had that job back in my 20s I was doing a bit of PR on and off um, for clients um, but I actually was around business a lot. So I, you know, I interviewed business women. I went to business events and workshops and so on. And, you know, I just kind of really seemed to like have this thing about that. I loved business, but that was alongside my um, employed work. So I think really I was kind of almost, it's almost a bit like a kind of snowball effect that somewhere the kind of path was being paved. The road was being paved for me to kind of go into business. Yeah. So when I decided to actually kind of go into business, that was probably before I even actually left you know on my second maternity leave so it, it was all I think the seed was in my head there that you know I want to sort of do something for myself so when it came time to go back to work um in 2011 I basically I think was I was at work but kind of like you know well you know as soon as as soon as I can kind of get the opportunity to sort of leave and do my own thing I will do so redundancy it came at a perfect time for me because I said to myself yep this is it so prior to that point, I remember thinking, well, what do I want to do if I go into um, business? And it was quite, you know, it happened quite easily. I, I was able to think very easily what I wanted to do. And it was to set up a PR consultancy. Um, and, you know, because PR and journalism kind of go quite hand in hand. They are, in fact, I think hand in hand, but they're pretty much like the, the, other, the, the opposite side of each other. So as a journalist, I would receive tons and tons of press releases and I'd receive tons and tons of calls from press um, agencies trying to kind of get their clients into the media whether it was a charity or a business owner so I was used to sort of speaking to those people to try and get their clients in the into the, the you know BBC online um, uh, articles that I wrote 
so when I decided to get into to, sorry, into PR, it was simply because I, I knew I loved writing. So I knew that I'd be writing press releases, writing pitches. I mean, I, you know, I like the whole thing about journalism, trying to kind of get the client into the media. So I kind of just felt that that was it, it almost, I can't even say I planned it, it kind of something that just came to me that, you know, I want to do PR and I want to do it for small businesses. So I think somewhere the mix of having been around a lot of business women mm. and, businesses, and then, um, you know, knowing that what PR takes is you to write pitches, you know, write press release, contact journalists. I didn't have a fear. A lot of people have a fear of speaking to journalists. Well, you know, in my case, that was definitely far from the truth because obviously, you know, I had to yeah. So yeah, so the, so the mix it, it kind of came quite easily to be honest with you. That that's that's the business that I want to set up. Um, and yeah, and we're and mainly working with small with, with sorry with female entrepreneurs, and that's exactly what I'm doing now. I love that. So if somebody was like in a small business, mm. um, and because I I think this is great. I think you know this is the whole reason why I do this podcast show is to give people like you visibility and more women oh. visibility in their business but if you've got somebody who's got the skill set that you have to get that visibility even further afield mm. um because I think I saw a post of yours on your social media and you um and hadn't you got one of your clients in was it the one of the main oh, um newspapers yeah. yeah Huffington Post yeah I mean how awesome yeah. is that I mean that's brilliant <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely be talking Colette I can tell you <laughs> so in terms of what do you do? Give me like a, and give the audience as well an example of a kind of thing you could do for a small business to help them shout out what they do. And because, and you know, you're already doing it, you're successful at it, just yeah. to give them a taste of what you do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, and um, when I work with a client, it's always um, starting with the end goal. So, looking at what they want to achieve. Um, so, you know, PR has many benefits, getting into the media has many benefits, but you know, what do you, what, what do you want it to do for you? So for some people, it's to raise their credibility. For some people, you know, let's say if you've got a book out, you might want to get your book into the media. Some people, it's to drive traffic to your website. So there's a number that PR has like, you know, more than 10 to 15 different benefits, but what mm-hmm. exactly do you want PR to do for you? What do you want media coverage to do for you? So look at that. And then we need to kind of come up with some sort of like the messages. What are your key messages? So, you know, for every business, you know, so a nutritionist, for example, they don't just provide uh, nutrition advice, you know, to, to their clients. You know, there's maybe, maybe somebody that they do it by, you know, for them, um, they want to tell their clients that, you know, raw food, eating raw food is the way to go or, you know, eating kind of only fruits and vegetables is a way to lose lose weight. So what's your beliefs and messages around your business? So we come up with a number of different angles. I mean, so I you know I work with clients to either help them come up with the angles or to do that together. Or for mm. some clients who are really busy who say, you know, no, I, I just, I've, I'm too busy doing what I do. I, you know, they that's their specialism. They want me to handle that side of things for them. Then, you know, I, I, they're, they're less involved. I need to still need to get the client involved because it's your business and you know more about your business than I do. Um, but yeah, we kind of, so either work, I work with somebody or I work for them. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of, we look at different, um, the, the, the different, well, sorry, we look at where are their target audience? So, you know, in fact, sometimes it even starts with who your target audience is. Every client's different. For some clients, you know, they'll come to me and sort of say, okay, well, I want to get in X, you know, Cosmopolitan or Women's Home and Huffington Post but they haven't got really a clear reason why. And they haven't really actually even identified that their, their target audience is in those, reading those um, publications. Sure. So some people have to do a bit of a kind of go back a little bit. Well, let's look at who your target audience is in the first place, because, you know, you're saying you want to reach people, but, you know, maybe your target audience doesn't even read Cosmopolitan. So yeah. it's a matter of kind of matching up, you know, 
where your clients, where your target clients hang out, and also, you know, what media do you want to get into? So we do a number of things and I come up with a number of pitches, media angles and so on. I need to kind of contact the journalists and sometimes it's building relationships with some journalists so then kind of increase the chances of getting the yes and a number of things. And then, hey, presto. That <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the magic happens. Yeah. Your magic happens. The magic I, think it, happens. I think you've obviously, I know, obviously, I'm sure a lot of people, I say obviously, I don't actually have a clue. I'm just assuming here. But, um, <laughs> obviously, obviously. But yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that when you have got the background you have in journalism, going into PR is advantageous, surely, because yeah. you've got those connections, like you say. So you've got that in itself must be a great, um, you know, advantage for you when you're working with your clients because yeah. the relationships you've built with a BBC and so forth yeah. in the past yeah. um, which That's is great. great so tell me Claire what how how what was it like you know growing up what, what tell us a little bit about life growing up okay um yeah growing up was um was fun it was you know kind of quite a you know happy and lively ha- household there's um four of us in terms of you know I've got th- I've got three brothers and sisters um so so two brothers one sister there's four of us growing up together and um yeah we sort of used to take regular trips to um Yorkshire where my where my grandparents lived and um <clears throat> one of the things that I was you know remember and one of the things that my parents and my grandparents used to sort of t- say about me <laughs> was that I was very much a, a, like I was, I, although I was a child um in terms of principle I had a strong sense of principle <laughs> at <a young> age. <laughs> and so give you a quick example there um I remember like when I was about 10 um my brother and I were playing a, a game and it was a game in which um, I think like the winner was going to kind of get like maybe say 10 pennies or 20 pennies or something like that. And there's something I definitely remember pennies were involved. <laughs> and I remember clearly that he actually cheated in this game. Oh my gosh. Shocking. <laughs> Alice. And he cheated and it was World War Three broke out. Oh, I, <laughs> so love it. I was not happy. So what I am, I did and I kind of kind of almost clearly remember doing this I actually kind of got his clothes put them into a little suitcase <laughs> <laughs> the house with them and put the suitcase and the clothes on the road and left it there <laughs> oh my god <laughs> he told my mom and it all went all a bit crazy and you know my grandfather said Colette it doesn't matter I'll give you the penny back and I said no 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 I want it from him <laughs> And I, and I apparently wouldn't stop until I got the penny from my brother. So I love that. That is such <laughs> a fantastic story. I and like in fact, I can probably imagine how you ended up, you know, making sure right from wrong, writing those newsletters, yeah. writing those articles. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I want the truth out there. I yeah. love it. I love it. Exactly. I love it. Exactly. Because sometimes you don't think about your, your, you know, the career that you go into and how you are within that career. You don't think that there's that there may not. You may not think, oh, okay, when I was a child, there was signs of this coming up. But yeah, sometimes I kind of always go back and think, wow, I really was a principal person, you know, at a young age, you know. So yeah, I definitely think there's some kind of elements of that. I absolutely love that. And you know what? You've actually touched something I actually, I do strongly believe in. I think we might not know it at the time or we might not know it all the way, but I do think there are dots when you're growing up with your personality, with your core values, that actually they do, you know, they do join yeah. up. And when they do, you do end up on the path I truly believe you're meant to be on if you are if you continue on that journey, you know, and you're, and you're aware of it. So, yeah, so yeah. I think it's that's so funny how you talk about that story and then what, <laughs> where you end up. Well, did he give you the penny, by the way? Um, I don't think he did, actually. I don't oh, think my it, gosh. 
didn't know. Shocking. <laughs> you should still ask for it today. <laughs> so I, I want to ask you, um, I've got two more questions before I, I want you to tell the audience how they can reach you. But my first one is, yeah. what is, if there has been, there might not have been, but has there or, or what is it been your biggest struggle within this entrepreneurial journey since you, since you, you know, you left that, um, took that voluntary redundancy and set up your own PR firm? Um, okay, I'd like to say sort of, I'd like to say the one of the probably the most common answers that a lot of people would say, which is cash, cash flow. And yeah, yeah, no, it is. It's a killer. <laughs> no, yeah. Not only, you know, enough at different times. You know, yeah. Great. And the next month it's not. So I'd like to say that one, but I'm going to sort of be a bit more creative and say one that actually has been a bit of a challenge for me. And it's, um, it's about sort of, um, kind of focusing and sort of sticking to or believing that I should stick to one main thing um but not being able to <laughs> so, so I about that so and um, once I when I left you know the BBC's that was seven years ago now and I remember saying right okay I'm going to be I'm going to set up a PR agency and that was going to be my main thing I was going to do because alongside that, you know, I've always sort of done a few other little bits here and there. So, I've, you know, been a journalist, done a bit of PR on the side. And I've also sort of joined a financial education company at one point, which I've kind of, you know, it's a fantastic company. So I've kind of gone back to that company as well now. So I do a little bit of that now as well. And um, what it is, is that I um, I sort of decided that I'm going to sort of, you know, be, be a PR expert and set up a PR agency. And so I even ended up, um, so this would be the year after I left um, the, the BBC, I even ended up doing a six-month business course so I could really kind of ground myself in actually finally setting up this PR company, you know, with obviously the name, logo, etc. And then so I did that. Two months after the course ended, so I was in the process of sort of setting up the PR company. And then what happens is that I ended up meeting a lady in a, a women's um, online business group and she was selling her magazine. And um, I was going, I was her accountability partner. And so she was meant to be keeping my toe, me on my toes with my PR company. And I was going to be keeping her on her toes with finding a buyer for a magazine. And then as I came home, sorry, that day, sorry, my husband came home from work and he, I, he asked me about my day and I told him and he said to me, and I told him, okay, I met this lady and she's actually looking to sell her magazine, it's an online global magazine aimed at salespeople to help them improve their selling skills, also business people as well. And it's called Sales Mastery. And he said to me, okay, so you did tell her that you'd be the buyer of the magazine. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, no, why would I do that? He said, Colette, hasn't one of your dreams been to publish your own magazine? Did you not write that down in your appraisals when you was at the BBC? I said, yes. I said, but (laughs) the magazine that I'm talking about is a women's business magazine. Because, you know, so many things I do is around, you know, women in business. Yeah, sure and so on because Colette this is a business magazine you know it doesn't matter what the subject is you can do this this is like the biggest thing that you're going to do you know it's even bigger than your role at the BBC kind of so sure I had a few sleepless nights and and so on and I said I'm not sure the second time I went back to speak to her and I said to her okay um you may not believe this I said but I'm actually making an inquiry about the magazine (laughs) (laughs) then about the next just picking up the story for you and in Three, so three weeks later, I was signing the contract. And I oh, I love it. Yeah. So it's um, it had its sort of, you know, grounding in America. That's where it started. And it's, um, I mean, I'm the, yeah, I'm the editor-in-chief and publisher. Um, and basically, yeah, it's a great magazine. It's, um, on, it's online. People download an app. 
and they really had some fantastic articles in there that you know written by contributors and I have con contributors from all over the world um who who write for it and basically they write you know just an, a range of articles on how to you know how to sort of how to close how to uh, build rapport with your clients some very I, I call it light-hearted sales articles so when I when, when I first heard the word sales magazine, I was like, oh, no, 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 that's not me. When I looked at what the, the magazine was about and I saw that it was about the psychology of selling and I saw, well, actually, well, you know, we're all business owners. And if you're a business owner, you need to sell. So why am I thinking that this is not something I can do? So, yeah, I mean, I had some, I've, I've interviewed um, some, you know, great ladies in, in sales in America. I've been invited to the Savoy twice for Women in Sales Awards. Oh, I love it. It's been fantastic. And yeah, so there's, um, I'm kind of like relaunching the magazine this year. And um, yeah, it's a great magazine. So we'll see where we go with that. That is brilliant. Because Colette, you're just a prime example of an opportunity was there and you grabbed yeah. it. Yeah. Because sometimes we procrastinate so much um, about our dreams or about what we want to do. And sometimes, I'm not saying this as you, just generally, sometimes you think it will never happen. I'm not worthy of it. Or, what am I doing? It's crazy. But actually yeah. just having somebody and luckily your husband just just point out, well, hang on a minute. What What is stopping you? What, yeah. Hasn't this what you've always wanted? And yeah. you've just gone for it. It's just that's inspirational in itself. That's that's like brilliant. You know, you've wow. taken that dream to do your NPR firm. Mm -hmm. You're a working mum. You have gone ahead and done your own magazine, and and you've got another business as well, didn't you say? Yeah, I mean, I um, so when I was um, when I was on maternity leave, I I would say came across a uh, financial education business, and it was one in which um, basically you help people become debt free and financially independent. And why why I joined the business is is because when I went along to the business um, opportunity meeting, I sort of said to myself, okay, um, you know, why would I why, why why am I joining this business? And there was a few nuggets, few things that I heard, and the person who took the um the meeting, which who was the CEO, who's a, who, who's a millionaire, multimillionaire, he basically said, okay, wouldn't it be great if you can be given the chance to write your own paycheck? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Also, wouldn't it be great if you can, if you know, he said, he said, business is really about that, you know, when, if you leave, if you have to go, if you have to go abroad or you have to go into hospital and your business runs itself, you know, that's what we call a business in this. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of decided that I'm going to join this business and it's one in which I can do on the side. I can do it as hours to suit me. It's a business which is actually, you know, constantly looking for people to do what the business does, which is basically sit down with people primarily in but not exclusively you know in their homes and really almost like take them through finances from a to z so like that's just like how a sat nav takes you from a to z or a to b yeah 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 i've got you take the place of your finances you can you can be great with your finances but you know are you working towards becoming financially independent you know do you understand the financial concepts such as how the banks make money from your money how to you know how to how to pay off your mortgage earlier you know, there's, a, there's some fantastic concepts that I've learned in this business that I'm now able to teach other people, teach other clients. And it's great because you're helping people, you're teaching people, but you're making money at the same time, at hours to suit, that suit you. And so, yeah, you can very much work it around your 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 current priorities. So, yeah, I mean, I do that as well, as well as um, the other two things that I mentioned. So, yeah, fit it in <laughs> somehow. <laughs> I know, yeah. and you're also a mum of two boys. Yes, I'm a mum of two, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you you know it's not like you've got not much else to do. <laughs> no, 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 exactly. But it's amazing because this is how you know 
it just shows, and this is why I love interviewing women, business women, entrepreneurs like yourself, to demonstrate that, you know what, there's a journey we all go on, but anything is possible. And you've got to take those opportunities. Don't be afraid of them. It's just taking that step out of your comfort zone, going for it, and just really enjoying the ride, really, which, you're, yeah. which you are. And I think you could help so many small businesses with all that experience. So that leads me nicely to the last part of, you know, please, can you let everyone know how they can connect with you and, and what's, you know, what's the plan moving forward? Sure. Okay, so basically, um, my website is Colette, so sorry, obviously, www.colette, um, that's C-O-L-E-T-T-E, and then my surname, which is M-A, so it's M for mother, sorry, A-C-H-A-D for delta O at, sorry, .co.uk, so colettemachado.co.uk, and then my email address is info at colettemachado.co.uk co.uk um now i'm basically in the process of um sort of setting up some like one day pr in a day workshops and um, so it's basically ones in which people can come along and learn about how to actually do their own pr or at least understand the basic concepts of getting pr so that if they were to outsource it to a pr agency they actually understand what's involved in doing their own doing pr so, for example, one some of the things that we'll do is come up with the angles for your for your business. We'll come up with, you know, where where do where do you want to be featured? You know, we kind of come up with like maybe a list. We'll kind of like do some creative like vision board type exercises that you know using media logos. So there's it's going to be a kind of a packed day, sort of maybe like ten to four or ten to ten to three. And so I'm kind of currently working on that. So if anyone's interested in finding out more about that, you know, it'd be great if they can connect with me. Um, I also have, have got um, like a one, so 90 minute PR strategy session. It is um, at the moment, it's 145 pounds, but I'm, I'm literally reducing it to 95 pounds for um, your, you know, your, your lovely community. Aha, uh-huh, so, thank you. Yeah. And within that hour and a half, that's just really like a time whereby, you know, we kind of like sit down and kind of really nail out some kind of angles. You know, we talk about, I will help you actually really kind of almost put together like a list, a short list, maybe five to 10 media outlets that you can approach for your particular media. So it's very targeted, very focused on you. Okay. That's a sort of um, 90 minute session for £95. And then for everybody and anybody who wants to sort of take this up, I'm offering like a free 30 minute PR consultation session. That's one in which we can talk about, you know, basically see if there's a there's a fit there. I mean, I will basically really whatever happens beyond that 30 minutes, um, I will be kind of like really looking at unpacking a little bit about what you're doing in your business and what kind of PR you can see yourself getting. You'll come away with maybe say three action points that regardless of you, you know, if you don't use me after that, that's absolutely fine three action points that you can take away and you can work on that will help you kind of get closer to kind of getting some sort of visibility for your business so yeah that's um, that's free to everyone so once again it's info at collectmachado.co.uk and it's collect with one l okay. that's brilliant and i would highly recommend you get in touch with them um, collect because I know I've seen some of your posts when you've really done some great results with your clients so it'd be great even just to take advantage of the of the of the call with you just to see if you're a good fit and, and work together to build that visibility because it's so important in when you're trying to build and establish yourself um Colette thank you so so much I've oh. really enjoyed this oh. it's been 
amazing um and i'm really really grateful for you to share your story and your knowledge and about what you can do for small businesses out there um i will be back on the podcast next week with another amazing woman um who will share their journey and what they do and how they can help you but until then have a fantastic week and i'll look forward to um speaking to you again next week take care take care thank you very much bye 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 bye